0: Hey, yo, welcome to another week of Radio Melee. By the way, going to be our last week for a couple, uh, couple weeks. We're taking a break after this until Season 4. It is Season 3 right now of Golden Gardens Melee content. But we have a very special guest on, someone who's been making waves, someone who got... This is my narrative, I'm sticking to it, someone who got... Peach trending with 43,000. You see that? You see that little I'll tweet? I'll take credit that for I, that. I will take credit for that. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I don't know what the context was, but I saw it after you beat <laughs> Leffen. So that's what I am going to assume all those people were talking about. That's right. We have, I don't know, is it safe to say someone who's top five, top ten right now, which is insane because you're a doctor. It's Lot. Hello. Hello.
1: Oh,
2: thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. Glad to
1: have you, man. You've yeah, been making a you. lot of moves. I mean, I think I think, um, you know the narrative so much, if we're talking about rising players, I think so many uh-huh. people are talking about JMU. but if there's if there's someone that's being talked about almost just as much or maybe even just as much, especially after last weekend, I think it's got to be you, Lod. So I mean, yeah, it's wonderful to have you on. You've been putting in a ton of work, um very smart play. and so we got we've got things to ask you. We've got things other people, I'm sure want to ask you. So, um, welcome to the show, man.
2: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty pretty good year for me so far. (laughs) (laughs) Never saw this coming.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, did you, I almost want to ask you, you know, because, uh, it's like, how do I put this? I mean, I don't know. I, I have to assume most of your conscious effort. At least like like you're you're are you in your residency or you're done with your residency. You're like full time so like,
2: working now. Yeah, so I'll be graduating med school in about two weeks. So not an okay. official doctor yet, but Congrats. once I graduate officially doctor mm. title. Um and yeah. then I'll be starting residency in July. So this that's is kinda helpful. like that transition zone towards the end of med school. Um that's a big reason why I've had a lot of time recently, because okay. after like, you know, Audition rotations and interview season and then residency acceptance. There's like a three, four month period where mm-hmm. we're just kinda of coasting. Senior right. is, if you'll call it that. Yeah. Uh, now so, when when that's done,
1: are you gonna not really have much time again? Be because I was seeing some discussion about that on Reddit saying like, this is with there's this thin window of time for Lot to get these <laughs> results, and then after that, you know, he's not gonna have any time. Or you know, how how overblown is that mm-hmm. or, or or how true is that?
2: I honestly mm-hmm. can't really tell at this point. I will have vacation days to take off which i will almost for sure entirely be using for smash tournaments so hoping mm-hmm. for at least like a national every month or two i definitely want to go to summits in the future mm-hmm. um like we, right. east coast things that are driving distance can totally do especially if they're weekend events you know like if something starts on a saturday if there's like a singles tournament that starts on a saturday i could definitely go there and come back in time um, okay makes sense. so hopefully i still keep this momentum strong going forward
1: yeah, because I think yeah. a lot of people want to see you continue this success. And I think this is this is I think this has to be the question right now outside of, you know, are we going to keep seeing you do this is what's contributed because we were you were saying you were you know surprised by the year. But I mean, I think there's a lot of factors to talk about, right? I mean, you know, what do you think are and I'm going to list out some factors. You tell me how true they are. Is it, you know, how rare Peach was for a long time, how much innovation there's been for Peach or how much you personally innovated and learned yourself? Is it your own effort and approach to the game that's different? Is it Zane practice? You know, what do you think among all of these things? How how much do you think any of them plays a role? Is it all of it? Is there something I missed? You know, what are you thinking that most contributes to your success here? Because it's, it's, you know, really remarkable.
2: I think it was kind of like the stars aligning where timeline wise, a lot of good things happened for me all at once. Like the new unranked. With, that's like mm. MMR-based mm. mm. uh, matchmaking mm. was huge for me because I'm not the kind of person to like seek out specific people to practice for like five hours straight. I'm someone okay. who only has bits and pieces of time. And oh. the old unranked was pretty boring for me. Um, yeah. But this new one where it's like, you know, any moment you can just match up with someone who you amazing practice. And then wow. if I have to leave, I can just leave. Um, that was like a huge factor in my improvement, I think. Um, another big thing, like I was talking about, how as soon as I was accepted for residency, I just had a lot of time um, available to actually play unranked. ranked. Um, third reason, I switched control grip recently um, right. to Z jump, which I think that switch happened like in the middle of my upswing of skill, so it isn't like mm. the, like the sole reason. I think it just helped a lot with consistency um, for controlling H-Tech my character. Easier. Yeah, it's, it lets me do, like, hyper float up airs, like, incredibly easy now. Um, and you were, like, clawing before, or what were you doing? I used to do the worst way to do hyper float up air. I actually I had, would have to press up, down, up, down, like, for a single oh. up air, which is insane. Man, Man was putting in the Konami
1: that. code. Well, you used
2: was A. Ridiculous. You used the A button. I used up and A, yeah. Wow. Don't ask me why, but I would do up. And then yeah, I would do up Y down and then up A down. These yeah, so, I'm just envisioning that. That's a yeah, that's a busy like, left hand. With drift, you also had to go like left and right, so it was actually ridiculously hard to do. But with claw oh. or with Z jump, either way, it's just a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that actually might have been the most important thing. So I recently switched colors to white peach. Um, okay. In celebration of becoming a doctor, because yeah, it's mm-hmm. as if you know she's putting on her white coat. But That, like, shakeup allowed me to completely reinvent my playstyle. I originally was going to plan out... If you guys remember, Leo was, like, my unranked Smurf account. I originally did that just to test out how it would feel to play as White Peach. Oh, Um, so that's what
1: the Leo name tag is?
2: Yeah, I noticed that at Summit. Yeah, that yeah, that was, you know, that was wow. a confidence boost because well, never
0: oh, it has nothing
1: to do. There's no Leo person, you know. No. This is not a shout mm-hmm. out. This is you shouting out yourself,
2: basically. Shouting <laughs> out myself, yeah. Uh shouting out my my smurf really. Because okay, nice. when I played as Leo, like I felt like I lost all my old habits, like everything oh. that was pulling me back towards like the old law the old play style. Wow. And instead I felt free to experiment with new mm styles with new options Um, and I had really good results as Leo and I think part of it was the lack of pressure part of it was that I was just trying all these new things that I never thought I'd be able to do in the past and reinvented yourself wow reinvented myself completely and that's why like it was funny no one literally no one knew that Leo was me just because they were like oh they don't play like lot at all they thought it was Polish they thought it was Sir they thought it was Vance literally all these other peach players except for me just because the playstyle was so drastic, but really that was me just trying new things. And so after going through that whole experiment of playing new styles, stealing uh, ideas from the other top peaches and trying to incorporate them into my play, all of a sudden, now I don't feel like I'm just representing Vlad's playstyle, I feel like I can represent literally everyone else too. Wow.
0: I that's even cool. kind of noticed, and I don't know if, what the timeline for all this is, but I kind of noticed, like, when I watched your matches and I was commentating you at, um, Smash World Tour, I guess it would have been, like, um, a couple, couple months ago, honestly, it wasn't that long ago. I felt like you played a lot more grounded, like, like, I felt like you played, yeah, pretty significantly different from how you kind of were playing at Summit, and that's not, me.
2: you're saying that's not my imagination. Not, not, your imagination at all. After wow. Smash World Tour is when I started making these changes because in, oh, in the bonkers. past, like you know, twenty years, I've primarily been a grounded peach. I love dash right. dancing, I love run up shield, and I love playing out of shield games. But over the past few months, I've tried to incorporate, you know, like floating and neutral, which to the past me that was like not even an option. I never understood why that was good, what you could do out of it. I really missed being able to shield but now I can do it pretty seamlessly in my game plan. That's made a huge difference. I love the, uh, the color aspect of all this. I
0: think it's so interesting how many people in the Smash community have little personal anecdotes about like, you know, I played this color or whatever, <laughs> and, and, it, and it changes how I play, it changes how I think. Because uh, I actually feel like that's really common um it wasn't common at one way. point i'll tell you that <laughs> you, there was a point where everyone kind of played yeah people weren't super duper
1: as known for call well i mean I, ken was always red etc but i'm uh, more yeah, so, so the, that not everyone believed that the color you played had much of an impact on uh, it. oh no
0: one yeah i mean you can still you can still say that it's like uh not yeah yeah that's true but there were there there, there are people that uh that are always gonna dissent but yeah. but I feel like it's cool that more people seem to have those anecdotes mm-hmm. these days. Yeah, right. I
2: mean, for the Peach in particular, culture. yeah. yeah. For, for Peach, like the color means everything. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I don't know what it is, but you can really tell someone's play style based on the color they pick, at least these days. Can okay. um, yeah.
1: you run through some of the examples for that? Like, yeah. what, what is the Green Peach, for example? So right, green Peach
2: is very technical, very fast, and burst movement. Blue Peach is a lot of mid-height floats, a lot of back-airs, a lot of platforms. Pink Peach is a lot of full-hop up-airs, and, like, destroy them if you get a hit. Um... White Peach is actually the one that's up in the air. And that's why I like White Peach because it feels like a mix of everything.
3: Mm, and then okay. kind
2: of Daisy is just, you pick out all the wrong options. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you you messed um, up
1: from the start, huh? Yeah, Daisy, very polarizing. I have
2: now. Daisy,
0: a very, I've noticed Daisy, a very polarizing figure in the Peach community. Oh, Wait, yeah. so is Triff, Triff kind of, because uh, Triff is
2: green, right? So Triff, Triff kind of exhibits green. those green yeah, peach very, tendencies. Very fast, very reverse movement. Triff and I actually do play pretty dissimilarly uh i played a lot of ground stuff trip plays in the air a lot um but i think we still run with the similar concepts um like similar game plans or i guess similar uh goals different ways to accomplish it Um, yeah yeah very different from blue very different from pink um and especially different from daisy (laughs) (laughs) especially
0: different from daisy yeah that's something i keep uh yeah that seems to be a common theme um something else i wanted to ask you is just like you know i think for a lot of people right let me okay listen we get a lot of um not even us here on radio melee but just like i think in general there's kind of you know you know what i mean there's like this concept about like you to really reach the top in super smash brothers melee you have to be mm-hmm.
1: doing it full time you know what i mean i feel there like that's a, a lot common, of talk about that yeah right yeah this was a question i was certainly thinking about asking a lot you know and I think, you know, this is something that we actually kinda of talked about with Polish a little bit, you know, what is what is the the work life balance? Can you, right. can That's you what I beat, ask, you know, Dr. lord, orthopedic surgeon and all this good stuff. And then, you know, you clock out just to clock back in, clock mm-hmm. some heads, uh in melee. And Ooh, so what are you cool. what are you thinking about all that, Lod?
0: I know you have bars um... like
1: that, BP. <laughs>
2: I feel like I'm a weird case just because I have played this game forever, right? It isn't like I started a few years ago like a lot of my competitors these days have. I My first tournament was like 17 years ago. So I'm by no means like brand new. Um, right. I've, I think I've just been slowly improving throughout the past 17 years. Um, I guess I can't really say that. I think like one, as soon as I figured out a good way to improve, that's when I started slowly improving, steadily improving. I don't really hit Plateaus. Um, I and a big reason is because I never really cram for this game. I feel like I'm just always learning and always improving. Um, I think about the game a lot, even when I'm like at school, at work, Doing whatever surgery, it is. Still thinking about <laughs> hyperfloats. <laughs> still thinking about <laughs> hyperfloats. Um, I think I just kind of like tack on a little bit uh, at a time when it comes to like improving my game plans, learning new percents, learning new interactions, new combos. Um, a lot of it I think is just the way that I've approached improvement in general. Um, but yeah, I never really feel like I have to put in like 12 hours a day to maintain my tech skill or to maintain my game plans. Um, and even then I feel like I'm good enough to adjust my game plans based on how my tech skill is doing in any given day. I don't need to be playing at a 10 out of 10 tech skill wise to beat people better than me because I can just adjust my game plan to account for that.
1: Well, there also aren't that many, too many people that can be ranked above you at this point, Lod. I think you've also just beaten most of them anyway.
2: (laughs) It's really weird. We always used to think that like Peach would never reach top fifteen, top ten unless you picked up a secondary for either specific matchups or specific people. Because Armada gave up on it, right? Um, I think more so specific people. He gave up his Peach against, yeah. um, But definitely matchups play a role in it too. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. Like, I never thought that I would reach the, like, tier of players where number one spot actually seemed, like, attainable. Like, attainable, you right? know, my my last ranking was, like, 25th or something. And I always thought there were, like, several tiers ahead of me before I could even dream of beating, like, the top three. Um, but, like, I just beat Zane. I beat yeah. Angu a few weeks ago. I beat yeah. Hungrybox and Lefit And, like, all four of those, it's like... Those are peach
0: the best players yeah, out of
2: yeah like like it is it, you know first of all, like a twenty a ranked twenty fifth player beat all four of those people, but with Peach, like a yeah. character that they've all historically just destroyed, it's crazy, you know what I think is
0: really cool about your rise too is that it seems like um your uh what's the word like dominance or prevalence in the last few months, um really, you owe a lot to like techniques and i think that is really cool because i feel like for a long time it was just like oh get better fundamentals like you know peach isn't actually like that technical or whatever like you know um and i feel like or or even just for other characters like in the in the sense of other characters i feel like there's it's very rare that like maybe like i'm thinking of someone like wizzy with like reaction tech chasing with falcon Mm -hmm. or something Very rare that people start implementing, at the top, top, top level, people start implementing, like, small specific techniques, but that actually is what pushes them, like you said, across all those tiers, right? I feel like that's not that common these days.
2: Yeah, thinking back how, like, Armada played, it seemed like Armada was really good at establishing his tools and then finding uses for them, but I very much don't play like that. My approach is kind of in response to what I think my opponent can do, I kind of imagine what options they have. And I think, like, if I know that they're going to do this at the exact moment I think they're going to do it, what can I do to directly beat that? And so that's where a lot of this innovation comes in. Armada would probably just dissuade them from doing that. But I would rather just beat them at, like, playing their own game. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how a lot of these peach options have been, like increasing exponentially over the past few years uh we think about all these moves that have given peach trouble in the past that Mm -hmm. like armada would again dissuade them from doing it put himself in positions where it wasn't possible but like i will find a way to like sneak under it or to punish it out of shield or to come at it from above just like i guess knowledge of peach in general her hitboxes the way her opponent's hitboxes work how they interact with each other find specific ways to win those interactions um, and then start implementing them. Yeah, I,
3: mean, I
0: will say like even for me like when I played you in friendlies at Summit I was very discombobulated at first it felt very different than playing I mean you know I've played like let's say Triff for example mm-hmm. right um, and I was like whoa this feels like really weird uh, and, and kind of um, it definitely felt like okay there is a lot of stuff here that if you so like i'm i was kind of low key not that surprised by the left result at all um in the sense that like if you're coming at that sort of match with the expectation that's like okay i know what to do in this matchup i'm going to stick to my usual game plan i'm going to play at the spacings i usually play at mm-hmm. i'm going to look for these moves right um i was like it's going to be different uh lods lod right now is is a very kind of strange player if you've never played him before is how i <laughs> felt is how i felt so yeah
2: i overheard uh, and then it came yeah, true i overheard left saying afterwards that like i didn't really do anything new in the matchup but that that's i watched so <laughs> i watched over the set and there's literally a moment where i did like four approaching hyperfloat up out in a row i'm like <laughs> i remember that name one set that this has ever happened before like <laughs> I, just, I just thought that the comment was really funny um my matchup spread has actually been pretty weird in the past I used to be awful against Fox awful against falcon awful mm. against Falco um, and a lot of my newer development in the past few months stealing things from like polish triff Kazu has helped me a lot in those matchups but my default game plan I think will always be like play on the ground do quick burst movements either in response to the opponent or calling them fading back um, and so I don't think those kinds of things um, most people are ready for just because they've never really seen it that much. Yeah, Uh, I'm not saying it's like the best strategy, but it's just, it is weird. It's weird to play against a peach that does the stuff.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but you're often just outplaying them. I mean, you said, well, if they do this thing, what and they do it exactly the way that I expect them to do it, what can I do about it, right? If you already know what someone wants to do and when they want to do it and how they want to do it, I mean, <laughs> you're basically, yeah. all ha- you know, what you're else, like 80% you of the way there to outplaying <laughs> yeah. them, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I think some of what Peach is going to need. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to be able to do that with any consistency, I think is also just a testament to you, the player, you know, and I'm sure Peach helps with that some and uh, your own unique stuff, but that's that's a you thing that... Uh, we were kind of talking before the show that, you know, regardless of what anyone knows
2: about Hyperfloats, they're not going to be able to take away from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's just part of the way I approach the game. It's very much like counter-hit, counter-play heavy. I would much rather outplay my opponent than oppress them with my own play style, if that makes sense. Like, I'd rather counter their strategies rather than floor-spine on them. Um and that's just always the way that I've approached competitive games in general. I think it's a lot more fun and a lot more um resonant with just me as a person when it comes to these competitive games. And so I think that's a big reason why my style looks so weird, because you know, I'm not gonna float there threateningly uh trying to land a forward air. Instead I'm going to like call you out going for like a weirdo drift drill and then like power shield down smash it. Just because I think that's much more attuned with my skills as a player. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I mean,
2: I, I think it's
1: fascinating to get this perspective because I think it's the way a lot of people aren't looking at the game right now. So I'm kind of just glad we have this, you know, almost more of like a fighting game type perspective uh, here. But um, let me go ahead and transition us a little bit to community voice. But before we That's do right. that, I'm going to ask production to just get a little crazy with these uh, words on the screen here. Exclamation Radio Melee and my chat or Tov's chat. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to ask some questions to lot. I mean, as you can tell, he's, he thinks a lot. He's uh, going to be a, you know, heckin' surgeon, doctor, powerful man, and he's going to play Melee. If you want to ask him about work-life balance, if you want to ask him about Peach, if you want to ask him about anything else that all that entails, uh, please, exclamation radio Melee, join the Discord server, submit topics here, and, you know, do what everyone else is doing and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um well, with that being said, um, I think we can go ahead and get into the community voice. Thank you so much, Q, from uh, from last time when we had Ryobi Beat and Aklo on. And the question was, um, which Smasher would best survive on a deserted island and why? Um, we'll get Lod's take in a minute, but we've got some uh, responses on screen now. <laughs> <I chew> that. Here's the thing. Before I even read the rest of this response,
0: uh, Chudad is willing to eat things that most smashers aren't willing to eat. <laughs> <This is true. laughs> Which, to me, is oh, very valuable on a deserted that's island. What,
1: that's what King said, KingRO98 said under that. Yeah, there yeah. you go.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has found a way to survive as a top player in this metagame for so long. Yeah, and is incredibly clutch in high pressure situations like setting his setting its Hogs. I think this results would translate well into the real world. He is the positive energy survive and would make friends with monkeys and teach monkeys yeah, that's, that's true. He would teach monkeys how to get his
1: terrifying is. island you would roll up on.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't leave on. him. I wouldn't even take him <laughs> home. I'd be like, you know what? you've got your monkeys. You've got your onions. oh You're fun- I, I think
1: <laughs> yeah i I, no, I didn't dear. realize the the chaotic chew energy, yeah, this is such a good point. This is terrifying about. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the the Chew Island would eventually overtake <laughs> other civilizations, actually. So we need to prevent this from happening. Um, you want to read
0: the uh, the next yeah, one?
1: Yeah. I'll take the next one. So James says, just based on the public persona, none. Good answer. He seems like he'd be totally unfazed, but he's stuck on an island. You're probably right. Like he'd rescued him and he'd be like, don't rush me. I have to finish fertilizing my weird vegetable garden. <laughs> After seeing the Nun documentary, he also just strikes me as a very competent guy who does what needs to be done. Not to mention that he'd have his favorite neighbors to keep him company if he loses his mind. Yeah, wouldn't that be a fun oh, conversation? Um, yeah, it's like, instead of Wilson,
0: you've seen Castaway.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so instead of Wilson, it's like, he just goes crazy and starts talking to Bond. <laughs> I can imagine that's
1: good conversation, but I guess uh...
0: it's yeah, it's better than nothing. You know, well, he, you got a Wizzy he fan. Put
1: shades. He put shades on one of the monkeys. It's just all back to the monkeys every time. Oh, God. One of the monkeys is Bond.
0: Yeah. One of the monkeys is bond. <laughs> We got a really good answer this week. Sebastian Mato saying, For me, it's got to be HBOX. He's got the strong mental game, withstand the hardships that come with surviving on a d- desert island. He'll struggle a bit at first, but after a while, be hunting animals, yelling "fucking!" Fuck, the first time he fails <laughs> to catch one, and popping off for every crab he gets, no. for dinner, scaring off, scaring off predators. Oh no! Wow, that's topical, huh, Lon? We filmed that skit at one in the morning. Oh god! <laughs> that skit turned out so well. Oh my god! Really it, yeah. good. Was that your? That, that was your first summit skit, right? Yeah, first summit skit. Cool to be the star at your first. Uh, oh yeah! Got to show off some of my Spanish. My great. I got to wear a maid outfit. That was yeah, that was powerful. You were definitely the highlight of the whole thing.
3: That was power. <laughs> when
0: you let you like drop the fork. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you noticed that. I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I um, I thought I thought blues part actually blues oh part actually was oh, great. It was so good. Where he just like it's my bizarre. shirt. <laughs> I'm like, are you more concerned with dying or what's <laughs> what's going on here? But uh, yeah, that was pretty it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Um, all right, I think we're about ready to get our first caller in again for everybody in chat. Yeah, this is uh our first radio melee back um since Smash Summit. So anyone who has any questions about Summit, uh it doesn't have to be directly a question for LOD specifically. We can all answer it, but uh but if you have any questions about about yeah, anything anything that's topical, again, it's really easy to hop in with just exclamation mark radio melee. Uh, so definitely do that. And it looks like our first caller is going to be uh, Brentos. Welcome, Brentos, uh, the homie. Where are you calling in from
2: today? I'm calling in from Houston, Texas.
1: Very nice. Very nice. What's your question for us today, Brentos?
2: Yeah, so I was analyzing a lot of LOD sets at Summit, and I was wondering, how do you decide when to play the slow game and when to go aggro, depending on who you are playing? Is it based more on character, uh, player, or a combination of both? The biggest determining factor is actually the combination of percents. So what my percent is versus what the other player's percent is, that determines what we're both looking for, which determines how neutral is going to be played, which determines where I have to position. And so that ultimate positioning, I think, is a big part of slow versus fast. Because if I am like in danger of eating a quick mix up that leads into a kill that's when i run away but if i have the pressure of doing the same to my opponent that's when i want to space really close and so a good example would be versus like marth where um if i have the potential to like land a down tilt at like 100ish percent that would lead into a kill that's when i want to get up in his face spam crouch spam dash forward and really threaten his landings whereas if I'm at, like, 150, and he's really looking for, like, those side Bs. That's when I would sit back, you know, wave dash back, do a lot of crouch, and then worst-case scenario, just, like, run on to the top platform, run of the side platforms, try to bait him out into swinging early so that I can, like, come down on him with a punish. And so there is a lot of push and pull when it comes to, like, that slow versus fast game, but ultimately it really depends on, like, the goals that both players are looking for
1: yeah and um you know peach is a character that often trades a lot so if you're in a scenario where you're both let's say high percent for an example you can sort of force that issue a little bit more but you know if you're i was remembering how slow the game felt all of a sudden when you were playing zane one of the times you played Mm. him and, and you were high percent and he was he was low percent how how you really really dragged that out you know i was kind of thinking about that and um, you know how you really don't want the trade then. You want a clean opener at that mm-hmm. point. So you have to maybe make him overextend a little bit so you can get that or something and so yeah, this is this is something that I, you know, I think is really true and you just have to kind of consider the innate characteristics of Peach along with that.
0: Yeah, it's it's very character dependent, right? Like pp um I think even for you this is probably a pretty interesting question. Like how do yeah. you conceptualize this with like Marth for
1: example? Yeah, um I think I try not to think about this too much because what I find is it.
3: Oh, What's the thing? This
1: is this is like a this is this is a top character privilege thing. I think where if I'm like oh I'm high percent and so I need to play more passively, I think that just forces me to get shut down a lot easier. And so I'm okay. like oh well sometimes you know they're going to expect me to do that, so I'm going to rush them. Or I'm I'm going to do a approaching grab if I think they're going to overshoot or something like that. And I might and I so I would I would play around that, which is I think. I don't think Peach has the luxury of thinking that way as often, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I I try not to play this way as much as possible if I can. Granted, I think, you know, I'll pay more attention to what my opponent's doing. If my opponent wants to play a slow game, then I don't want to overextend, I don't want to overforce it, and so that's more of what I'm thinking about, and if they're trying to play a fast game and I... And then I might say, okay. Well, what if I wave dash back a little more? What if I try spamming crouch a little more? Will they slow down? Do they hate that? Do they force the issue anyway? Then I'm going to keep doing it, right? So I'll play. I'll I'll pay more attention to my opponent, and I'll try to disregard that on my own. And and if they are paying more attention to me, I'll see if I can play off their expectations a little more. Excuse Bless me. Bless you.
2: Bless you.
0: I my sinuses are still shot. I stayed in the <laughs> room with Hugo, and Hugo likes the AC really cold. Oh my. Which I thought. Which I thought I'd be fine with, except. Except I kept waking up and I had, I had dry sinuses, so Ooh, huh. people getting over that. But I'm not sick. <laughs> just uh, just just from that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's funny because I, I do, uh, I, I feel that. I feel like for Fox, it's kind of the same way. It's actually yeah. weirdly um, stage-specific, I think, with Fox, right? Like, in the sense that, like, let's say... Sure, sure. Um, Actually, Fox Peach is a good example on FD. Because, for example, at zero, there's no chain grab. Right, if I'm at zero, there's no chain grab. Um, the chain grab kind of starts up at the higher percents. So in some ways, there's actually this weird kind of dynamic where the most dangerous percents to be at are like after if you lost, you've lost like one neutral interaction, um, and uh, and so I'll kind of think about it like, okay, I might take some calculated risks if I'm literally at zero. Uh, because I can kind of afford to play with that. On the on the flip side, if I mm-hmm. lose neutral, if I get grabbed at like thirty, I'm definitely going to get taken to like hundred plus, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely I would say a stage dependent element to it. It probably just ultimately does kind of depend on your character, but also I think some people um, there's definitely times when when you I think you do it like based on who you're you're fighting against, uh, like like PP said, uh, but. Yeah, I'm sure that I, I really liked Lods' answer. I think that, like, thinking about it in terms of, um, kind of how your opponent, like, you know, the push and pull with your opponent, I think, is really mm-hmm. what it comes down to for most people.
2: And a big part of it in tournament is trying to gauge what your opponent's like mentality is at any given moment. Like, the worst feeling is when you're down a stock and your opponent's at really high percent, and they're playing just out of reach. That's like no. your opponent playing slow, right? And so if you feel that pressure, that means them playing slow is working on you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so like you can kind of flip it if you ever have that opportunity too. Like it, you want to apply that mental pressure on your opponent of like you know they feel pressure that they have to do something. Let me take advantage of that. Um, or you know you could I guess you could try mixing it up and like playing aggressive uh, to throw them off as soon as they start. To overcommit from your slow game, and that's your chance to go in. Um, though that kind of thinking, I feel like that's not really um, that's not really like the the priority when it comes to learning to make these decisions. I feel like priority is still just about playing the game, playing your characters, playing the percents, and that kind of thinking comes like afterwards. Um, but definitely still applies, especially in tournament.
0: There's this uh, this theory I have about um, I totally agree with that. There's this theory I have about like that specific situation where like you let's say you take the first stock and now you're at 100, your opponent's at zero, but they have three stocks left and you have four stocks. <laughs> um, like I I think there's some matchups where like kind of like playing that situation well is actually extremely important. Like um, against Marth, I think a lot of characters against Marth where Marth if you can inflict, so to say, Marthritis, I think it's really, really good. Uh, I think it's really, really good because... uh, And and it it might not happen every stock of a match, right? Like, let's say a game in tournament has... Which has four stocks, obviously. Let's say you only get that one stock. But let's say with that one stock, you're able to play it um, to where you just kind of milk that lead and you really pull ahead in the match. Like, that could be the difference maker. I think it actually is the difference
3: maker with that particular matchup. Uh, more often than I think a lot of people realize.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. Um, well, hey, I think I think we've you know covered it pretty well. So thank you so much, Brentos, for calling in. You got any shout outs for us today on your way out?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out the uh, Last Dock Legends crew. Mm. Give me a shout out to uh, Houston Melee Scene and my crew here, Cartonarks, and a shout out to PG Stats for giving a platform
1: to me to write about melee. Hey, very nice. Well, that's hey, sick. Man, you know, we'll always love having writers in the scene. I think that's so important. Um, thank you so much for calling in. Hope you have a good rest of your day.
0: Yeah. Thank you, guys. Peace See out, you. Brent. Good to have you on. Yeah, I think that was Brent's first time calling in,
1: but I think it was. Yeah. We've we've
0: definitely worked with him uh, a couple times, right? Like I know Brent was with like Prague and yeah, I did um, some
1: Last Legend stuff with him.
0: Yeah, and Gangly. Shout-outs to Nick. Uh yeah, really good people. Mhm. Talented ta- talented individuals for sure.
1: I'm glad we can carve out a space for them in the scene with Last Dog Legends not doing its thing right now.
0: Mhm. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. Looks like we're ready to take our next caller on. Um I'm not entirely sure how to say this name. Is it Jabocus? Oh, Jabocus, yeah. Jabocus. Close. (laughs) Jabocus. (laughs) Um, Jabocus, what's up? Uh, Where are you calling in from? And what's your question for us today? Hey, uh, everything's good. Uh, I'm calling in from Long Island. Nice. Um, But my question is, what do you think were the most important Summit 13 sets to watch? Because I was slammed with finals last week. Oh, my. Yeah, my friend sent me the placements. And he's like, this is going to be a weird year. (laughs) so uh i'd love to hear your guys thoughts on uh maybe some of the the highlight sets uh for each of you yeah yeah hey hey you know what watch a bunch of laud turns out (laughs) that guy's pretty Uh, freaking good maybe even watch him maybe even watch him against zane you never know what could happen (laughs) Um, multiple times Yeah, multiple times. I played a full 13 sets. That's so many sets. 13. You looked so gassed in that. I think it was a pub set at the end, man.
2: I'm I'm still recovering. It was so much. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Mm. you said you took the flight after all that, and then you came straight to work or whatever. Straight to work,
2: yep. Holy cow. Oh, man. What time was your flight? Midnight. Oh, Red-eye? But I, I, it, was, oh. it wasn't even, like, direct. Oh. I was connecting in the middle of the night. That, so oh. was, that is really... And it oh. Yeah, it was awful. So I couldn't even, yeah. like, sleep through the whole thing. Oh. I do want to say my favorite set the whole weekend was Mango versus Jmook. That think was a good that one. That was mm-hmm. such an incredible set. Like, I don't know what it is about Mango's play style, but, like, watching it, you're like, oh, wow. He, like, read that pretty hard. But then if you play him, you're like, oh, my God. He just read the ever living crap out of me. And like, it's so different (laughs) to actually play him and have him read your soul, like 16 times in a row. Like it's, it's not even, I don't know how he does it, but every single like shield DI roll, every single wave dash back out of shield, every single option out of shield, he just somehow finds a way to read every single one. And like, we saw it happen in front of our eyes. Starting in like game three, I guess I, I don't know if I should be spoiling these. If you haven't seen these yet, but like <laughs> starting, in, <laughs> starting in game three, he just started reading like every single one of Jemuk's options, like all of his all of his shield positions, all of his options out of shield. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Like the grabs he got, the shield pressure he got, the fact that like he didn't get shield grab like a single time was insane to me. Um, and I I think that was also one of the the coolest moments for me that entire weekend. I keep bringing this up because I think it was so cool. It was like me. And, like, Cody, Leffen, Zayn, like, a few other people just all sitting around, just, like, watching the set and, like, talking about it as it went on. Because we all have mm-hmm. such different perspectives about the game. Oh, yeah. And so we all kind of, like, chipped in with, like, our ideas of, like, oh, like, you know, he should have done this there. Like, oh, my God, that, like, one jab, like, completely <laughs> changed the entire stock. It was, right. it was very cool. But I think that set, for me, was the highlight.
0: Yeah. I liked all of J.Mook's Game 5 yes. sets. J.Mook Leffen was insane. Mook Mago was insane. Um, fully agreed by the way on Mango's like the way he makes that comeback. Uh it's like God, it's crazy because, you know, even those games, you know, Jamma goes up to 0 and it's like, um, yeah, okay, we're kind of spoiling stuff. But uh <laughs> listen, there were I felt like Mango, like I was watching, I was like, dude, this looks hard. I mean, I know obviously that's a pretty that's a hard matchup on both sides. I think it's hard for both Sheik. It's it's hard for Sheik and it's hard for Falco. Um Obviously, like, Falco can just die. <laughs> uh, yeah. And obviously for Sheik, well, there's a lot of reasons it's difficult. One of them being that to make the Falco just die, uh, you have to pass this incredibly difficult minigame, like, 20 times. <laughs> um, so it is stressful. It is stressful when you have this, like, thought in your in the back of your mind that, like, you know, this could be a really, really uh, important, you know, this could be a career-defining set, right, for j <laughs> And... Um, He had many of those over the course of the weekend and like his composure and those like I'm just like watching kind of flabbergasted like dude I can't even imagine like you've never really Mm -hmm. been in a situation like this before and his um, his mentality is just so promising to me. It's really really impressive. Yes. Um, And of course his gameplay. I mean he's just such a treat to watch obviously. Yes. Um, So those were dope. Uh, Honestly, this was a trippy summit. Um, this was a really trippy summit. I think I think it was funny because I noticed people were a lot less like, okay, I should say most people, maybe all people, but at least most people I saw were like way less like a lot. I'm 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 wondering if you got the same vibe that I did. I felt like people were less sad and less salty than a lot of the rest of the time, and I felt like it was because so many upsets happened. <laughs> that nobody was alone. You know what I mean? Of like sometimes, yeah, yeah. I sometimes that. everyone does really. You know, everyone does about as expected. But like, oh, but Mango got died. That he's down at the dust. But I felt like like there was so much bloodshed that like no one's gonna. You know what I meant? Like I,
2: I, I, I see that. I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> I,
0: like so you the, Mango, <laughs> you got over it so quickly. Yeah, you got
2: over it. And like maybe it's just because Mango in particular hasn't had a great season so far. This is like the third event where he's, you know, fallen short of expectations. I'm just yeah. thinking like how Zane and Leffen handled it because this is like, Real. you know, worth performances for them compared for to them. prior events. Yeah, like Zayn, Zayn is uh, afterwards, I think was, you know, his mentality was completely uh, in the garbage because he doesn't, he hasn't had to deal with losing in so long um Mm-mm. i don't know about Mm-mm. lefin all i remember was his like string of salty tweets after he lost to me but we won't talk about that but uh, <laughs> uh i think i do think like after we reached like top eight i would agree that yeah it didn't seem like anyone was salty at all
0: yeah yeah which was which was kind of funny um but yeah to kind of uh like answer your question J- jibokas i think there were a lot of upsets that, uh, I think all of the upsets were super worth watching, and, you know, your, I guess your mileage may vary on what you consider to be an upset, but, um... That's true. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of stuff that you just kind of wouldn't expect. Um, I think Plup playing, Plup having his first, I think, really good term of the year was cool, too. I think there were a lot of really fun Plup sets to watch. Um, including, like, Plup Zane. I don't think Plup has really beaten Zane in a while, so that was pretty big. Um... But yeah, I just thought this was a this was a this was a bonkers one for sure. Uh and I, I just like like that it was um I don't know. It's crazy. That I, I was telling uh I was telling Brandon, the, the people that I feel the worst for right now um in the community are whoever's to do rankings. Uh, I would not want to be like a PR panelist right now. It it sounds miserable. <laughs> it sounds really, really miserable. It sounds arguably more difficult than it's ever been. So <laughs>
1: I, I was seeing some people doing a couple rankings recently, and I was, and people were saying that actually things were lining up about the same among a few different people. So I guess that maybe that's heartening. I don't oh. know. I mean, I'm not even close to saying that I I could do it. I'm just it's just what I what I've heard. Uh, but um, to throw in a couple other other things, I really want to reiterate the JMOOC thing. Boy, am I a J Moog stan. So I am uh, always down to say it at this point. I mean, what I've seen him, I've seen him at, at two big tourneys this year. That's good enough for me. Oh man, I'm it, <laughs> so um yeah. but yeah, I mean, a couple other sets that, you know, I was watching some stuff on my stream yesterday. People really pointed out they liked uh, at least the first game of uh Blue Salt. And they also and they I think people also liked um Mech oh yeah, the bro <laughs>
0: yeah, I just processed. Yeah, you just yes.
1: <laughs> Yeah. That word, first game behind that.
0: That one. first game was hilarious. It oh was my hilarious. god. He a just made a combo video on him.
1: Yeah. So there's that, and then there's Mech Salt from I think I don't know if it that was the Bulls or Gauntlet.
2: Mech they, salt were, they were
1: playing to shout out uh Bab Activated, which was really cool, and they played in a really fun, really fun way. So a couple more things to shout out for you there. I really appreciated. You know, it's funny because Jamek wasn't playing that well the first day, and and Mech took him to like
0: game five, right? Oh yeah. Um, and I really appreciated um, getting to see because you mentioned Jamek, his the full spectrum of that, not just like him playing really well and taking out you know these top players Left and Zane, but also that resilience because he really had to clutch out those sets, like him yeah. versus Mech. I mean, he really did almost lose. Mm. Um, he was down. In fact, I think he was down o two, which is nutty. Mm. Uh, and I gotta give him props because at the end of the set, he actually did push ups with mechs yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he did them with better form than mechs. Oh though. my wow. god, yeah! So, that was
2: super straight,
0: super straight. Yeah, I was like, nice, guys, <laughs> those are those are good, good push ups. So, um, yeah, well, PP. I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear we're gonna see more of J Mook. Uh, I Yay. think he quit his job,
1: he quit his yes. job,
0: and he's looking to do some full time Smash for a little while. So, yeah. I guess spawn- we'll see him. A I know his more sponsors
1: time. reached out, and yeah certainly yep. hope that many do because i mean boy i mean people need to sign this man i mean it is unreal how good absolutely he is
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah um but yeah boy boy am i excited for J moved and laud i don't want laud to feel like i don't care <laughs> I, 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 I really enjoyed watching you too you saw the tweet i hope laud but yeah I was very oh, much did, yeah thank what? you i appreciate it. Enjoyed your play
0: what was your favorite uh, maybe it's just Leffen because you know there was there was it was such a dominant showing, but it's also okay if the answer is not that. Uh, what was your favorite set that you played for yourself?
2: Definitely like, me versus Zane, actually the first one. Okay, um, yeah, because like I haven't beaten Zayn since like I don't know twenty eighteen maybe. It's been a, it's been Aww. a long time.
0: Um, it was like before he was. The guy, yeah. Before he was yeah. the guy, yeah. it was around
1: um, the time, right? He won Shine in 2018, didn't he? So that had been around then, or was yeah. that earlier in the year? There,
2: there, I think there was some like random cave where I ended up beating him <laughs> in like 2018. I don't even know. Nice. Um, it is, it's funny though because like I used to like farm Zane pretty hard back in NDVA oh. during his rise. I actually used to go chic against him, and I the lot chic was like 20 and one against him record wise. It was actually insane. Well, you um, keep that record? Yeah. So. <laughs> So it was, you know, the past like several years, I haven't really challenged him that much. um I, It might have been the fact that, you know, going back with my old style, like I would just try to beat him at his own game, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do against Zane because uh, he makes you play, he makes everyone play his game and he's just better at it than everyone. And mm-hmm. so for me to try to beat him at his own game is like impossible, especially in such a weird matchup like Morth versus Peach. And so mm-hmm. I think it was one of my favorite sets because. I like completely flipped the switch on him and played totally different than I have ever had literally ever in the past. Like I was doing things that I never imagined myself to do. Cause like the day before I talked to Rishi about it, he was like, you know what I think you should do. I think you should like float here and like face this direction and do this kind of turn of throw. And it took me a while to like get around to the idea of doing that. But once I started seeing the value of that option and, uh, Sampling it against Rishi for a little bit the next day. I pulled out against Zane and like it clearly took him by surprise um, This entirely new play style and it ended up working really really well So I was very happy about that set because it was it was a play style that was new to both of us um, But I ended up managing to come out on top of it
1: Yeah, I mean that's awesome. That's, really, that's sick really shows you bringing all that stuff together So yeah good thing. We didn't spoil any of that for you Jabokus. <laughs> but uh, those are some recommendations for, for yeah to watch and uh i hope you i hope you enjoy it a lot of great a lot of great melee there yeah i'm gonna probably be catching up for the next couple of weeks but <laughs> i'm here in jmook and lod and zane and plup it's i'm sure it's i'm sure it's great yeah absolutely is um uh thank you so much for calling in by the way you got any shout outs for us on your way out today yeah uh, thanks for having me um shout out to my friend mike oh mike yeah, he's uh yeah Hi. my number one rival. Good, dude. Practice partner. Wow. Yeah. that's it. Yeah, love a good melee rivalry. <laughs> All, All right, well, right. thanks, guys. Take care. You too. Thank you, Jabokus. Yeah, this
0: was uh, this was a nutty, nutty tournament. Yes, it was. And, um, it was crazy because it was at the. I'm sure there was some like some of this kind of got detected um, over the the Twitch chat. Obviously, it was different if you were there, but. It was a weird one because you know there was the COVID scare. Yes. Um, some people had to drop out.
3: Yes. Some
0: commentators even had to drop out. We had to shift the commentary schedule around, right? Mm. And uh, in spite of all of that, you know, um, it ended up kind of working out in a you know better than better than I think I expected uh, when we heard about you know Dark Gen X getting COVID. Right. Yeah. What the vibes that- for Friday night.
1: Yeah, I think everyone was saying the vibes weren't so good very, uh, very early on. But then as the tournament kind of progressed things, you know, like you were saying, it's interesting to maybe we got the we got the 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 salt vibes. We took the bad vibes, put them earlier. So there was there was none of that (laughs) left for later in the bracket when everyone got knocked out and upset.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, (laughs) It was weird uh, Saturday morning, I would say. And Lod, you know, if you'll. Feel free to chime in on this, but I felt like as Sunday went on, um, you know, there's this funny thing that Melee does where Melee, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes the game just kind of carries mm-hmm. things. Oh, for and sure. I felt like that happened in a major way this weekend.
2: Yeah. One thing that we didn't haven't really talked to, too much about, just in general, is that like the, the VIPs getting sent home, mm-hmm. I think, really shook things up since there were oh, so many yeah. people in the venue that. that play such a wide variety of characters um... that like... That people in Bracket used to warm up against. Or like, fix our controllers. Or fix our controllers, true. Yeah. Like, B Bats, who's a Peach player, like would shout out to literally everyone, like, oh, anyone need law warm up? Pick me, pick me. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. he wasn't there. And so, you know, there was no one. Like, Zane literally had to warm up against Mango's Peach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know about out. that. Against Mango's Peach to play against me. And, like, Homemade Waffles was saying that he was asked by literally everyone that day to warm up against like like, all of his characters yeah like his falco his fox his marth like all of his secondaries were you know (laughs) being used as warm-up practice and then yeah uh, like it was really funny just seeing like half the players just like beating up like a level one computer (laughs) just because there just wasn't anyone in the venue so i don't know if that changed anything um i'm sure a lot of people are used to just playing that matchup for like you know two hours before they have to play their tournament but it just wasn't possible a lot of the time so Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm not sure if that actually changed anything Dear
0: uh, the TO of Battle of BC eh, from Gallant Gaming, kept having to warm people up for Puff, um, yeah. and it's yeah, it's it's so funny. Like God, it was I guess it was Saturday morning. Like the first thing Mango said to me when he saw me was like, I'm gonna need that cheek."
3: <laughs> I was like, "No, no,
0: it's bad. It's all bad. If I have to warm Mango up for cheek, it's it's usually a bad sign." Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. Things things worked out, but that is that is funny to think about. I mean, we used to talk about it more, honestly. Like back in the H box, the H God era. Uh where, you know, we would talk about oh, we gotta have Prince Abu at the tournament. Yeah. So did did they like
2: buy his V pass for yes. him or something? At one, one yeah, I, I, think one time. I bought it. That blows yeah. my mind. That's crazy. hmm
0: Or they had maybe one summit they had coaches and they brought him as a coach oh, for oh,
3: yeah. but yeah,
0: So it was wild. It was definitely wild. And a mm. different different vibe. Yeah. But, well, uh, okay, I think we're ready to bring on our next caller. Uh, oh, boy,
1: welcome back. Twitch is web. Twitch is web. Okay, GG's.
3: Okay, GG's. Hi. <laughs> Hello.
1: Alright, web, where are you calling in from? What's your question for us today, gamer? I'm calling in from twitch.tv, obviously. Okay. Uh, my question, primarily for a lot, of course, is... Uh, what kind of challenges and in, in thought processes are involved in in your role as a doctor to be and a competitive melee player? As in, like how are how are the two
3: related for you or different? Uh, I think so. A big part of it
2: is how much energy I have to devote to both pursuits. I don't think anyone has unlimited energy in general right we all have a specific amount of fuel in the tank that we can devote towards the different aspects of our life um fortunately for me i have like very few very specific passions that i can just devote all of that energy i do have towards which in my case is um music as well as medicine as well as mainly Three I was like, hold on. And oh, so it doing... was a few. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're doing music too, man. Holy Also, God. I saw
0: also I saw your chess game with violence and I thought you were actually quite good. So Oh,
2: thank you. He um, he had to beat me up thinking back. Um, but it was yeah, he's really he's really good. Um Yeah, so luckily for me, I have like, you know, those three specific things that I'm mm-hmm. totally fine exerting literally a hundred percent of my energy towards. Um, and luckily, they all share a lot of similarities between them. They're all very technical. Um, they all very much use my hands. Um, mm-hmm. I play clarinet and a couple other instruments for music. And then obviously, melee is very hand-related and then medicine. So they're all very technical, technically demanding. But they and you all, are
0: training to be a surgeon,
2: right? Yeah, an orthopedic okay. surgeon. So things like bones, joints, that kind of stuff. Uh, um, and so.
1: Can I ask you real quick if one of the challenges of being a surgeon is you're gonna, someone's gonna show up and they're gonna be like, oh, hey, I know you. How you did, you did great at that tournament. I can't wait for you to work on my bones. Is that gonna be any extra pressure? Is that gonna be weird? Probably, yeah,
2: especially because, uh, oh, actually, I didn't even think about this. Like, I'm hoping to self specialize in hand surgery. And you okay. just made me realize what well, happened. Smashers wow. are going to seek
1: you out, then. Yeah, like, what hey, happened? You know, you're going to know how to fix my hands, right?
2: <laughs> fix my hands so I can beat you in the next national. <laughs> 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 when the pillow I'm isn't enough for sale, yeah, out exactly. Long. He's going to have to come to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like my approach to all three of those aspects of my life are very similar because they are similar in nature, um, and so my approach to all of them, I think, is pretty similar. Where you know, I define my goals, the things I have to do. The ways I have to practice in order to accomplish my goals. Um, and then I just systematically uh, approach those in what I think is the most efficient way. So if anything, like practicing for one, helps me practice for the others too, just because they're all very similar. Oh,
1: so you, so you're saying if you're out here doing surgery, you're like, this helps my hyperfloats. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I, I know the music melee crossover is one that I've I've heard really helps people. Um, really helps with understanding rhythm and and keeping your tech tight and everything like that. So yeah, I can very much I've I've heard about how that how valuable that is. So I imagine you know if you're if you're feeling burned out on melee, you want to do something different. But you know you're off the clock, unfortunately for for work. You can always just do some music. So I always feel like you know having different outlets and everything going to keep you from being burned out too. So that sounds
2: pretty good. Yeah, and it's always fun to, like, mix my passions together, too. Like, I love making uh, Smash-themed parodies when it comes to songs. Like, one of my favorites was I wrote a song called 80-20 to the, t- to the tune of Perfect by Ed Sheeran, talking about how wow. awful the Captain Falcon matchup is for Peach. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought this that was going to be a Puff shout-out. Oh, no, not a Puff
0: one. That, one, that'll no, be that nice.
2: one's 90 <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah.
3: It's
0: not quite that bad. But, uh, uh... Do, you, do you actually believe these numbers, Oh, <laughs> by no. the way?
2: Okay, Not I know. Just, just wondering, is okay, they, where they come curious. from?
0: Are they? Are
2: they uh, the, I don't
1: know. They,
2: you just kind of don't mean anything in the first place, right? No one actually that's knows true. what they mean. Um, I think that's true.
1: there needs to be a discussion about that. But also, you know, I I've wondered because of how much discussion there is on. Because uh, I'll 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 lurk your Twitter. or I'll see some other peaches' Twitter sometimes, and. The results are great, and then but then I think the next day all the peaches are like, man, it sure we have like 400 awful matchups that are completely miserably unwinnable, and it's yeah, impossible. We... And so I, you know, I, I always thought the dynamic there was interesting. I'm not necessarily disagreeing. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, pretend yeah. to be a peach expert, oh, yeah, but I have funny. to say it's an
2: interesting thing. And we all make fun of ourselves for that too. Like I once made it to the tweet about how like peaches don't have the luxury of being bad at their winning matchups just because there are so few of them being bad <laughs> okay. at their winning matchups. Okay. Yeah, well, like, you know, all these Foxes are like, Oh, I'm so bad at the peach matchup. I'm mm. like, okay, that's like, you know, admittedly a winning matchup for Fox. If I had that privilege to win all my right. matchups, I'd just be bad at them. You know, it's a lot different I, from what it currently is.
0: <laughs> I will, you know, I will, I will take that and
2: I will raise you. Call two. <laughs> oh, he's just—he's a weirdo. We no none of us understand that. Like he had like the I, perfect I, bracket at Genesis, just all foxes, and and he did well with it. He ran with it. Look, I, I used to go to uh,
0: I used to go to the Foundry every week, and every week, every single Tuesday, I would see him lose to Diskid Boogie and Nintendo, and, <laughs> no, and it, it, it just it was super <laughs> I mean, it made no sense. I was like, this is crazy. Like what? Yeah.
2: It's wild. Like if I lost to an ice climber, I would be, you know, ridiculed you so hard. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, right. <laughs> the peach yeah. protagonist
1: syndrome would become very real. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure.
1: Um, uh, we've we've strayed off the path here a little bit. Um, I don't know if there's anything more you wanted to say about any particular challenges or anything between uh, doctor and and melee player. Like if you if you mm-hmm. think that maybe you'll you'll get because you're talking about how much energy you had if you like surgery will burn you out which you know maybe it could does that does that cause any problems for melee or anything like that
2: i kind of covered it uh like when it comes to so when they say the steps for becoming a surgeon like the very first thing you have to do is learn human anatomy because if you don't know the structures of the body how they all relate to each other where they all are there's no way you can do surgery um and i think that's that's extremely similar to both music and with uh, like you, with music, you need to learn your instrument, how to make a good sound, all your scales, arpeggios, just like the basics. And only then can you apply it to like playing with other people, like, to think about intonation, to think about timing, um, and then to actually perform the music itself. And then same deal with melee. Like you have to learn your character, your combos, your kill percents. Like there's so much data that you have to learn before you can even think about competing. Um, and if you skip those steps. You know, you're gonna kill the patient, you're going to not play the metric well, you're going to flub on your instrument. And so it's all very methodical. Um and so I think the fact that all three of them are very like skill based, step by step improvement, just similarities across the board, I think it lets me switch back and forth pretty easily.
1: Yeah, there you have it. Um I think that's your answer. He seems he says it'll be fine and it all relates to which web. So there you go. Um thank you so much for calling in. Any shout outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, you know, I just wanted to shout out the the three of you. Uh the mm-hmm. the future Dr. Lod, the, the past Dr. PP and I guess the present day made tof
3: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Really,
1: everything's covered here. We've we've really got our we got really we've we've got everyone represented, which is awesome. That's right. All shout three all
0: of, of the something.
1: <laughs> all the food groups. Yeah. Um, all of them. Yeah, all right, take care, Webb.
2: Take care.
0: Thanks, Sky guys.
1: See you.
0: <laughs> wow. I think that was our last caller of the day. Yeah, it was. Uh man, but, we got some, yeah, we got some good These uh, are good questions.
3: And I'm
0: glad we got to talk about even things that uh that I wanted to talk a lot about. Yeah. Um that that people didn't even necessarily directly ask. Like Kalamazoo and why his matchup spread was so weird. It's
2: <laughs> yeah. so weird. None of us yeah. understand. Okay, That's I'm actually- glad that. All yeah, I think that's well. like one of the coolest parts about the top Peach players is we all are really good at really different things. It doesn't make any oh. sense because like you would think that like the Armada replacements would all just be worse versions of Armada, but that's the exact opposite. Like none of us play like Armada except for maybe Kazu and like a little bit of Trip. But maybe like Kezu, yeah, yeah, but like Polish, completely different. Me, completely really different. different. And like it, it's represented by our matchup spreads too. Like I'm really good against floaties and more. Um, Mm Whereas he's really mm -hmm. good against the fastballers. Polish is kind of good against everyone except for Falcon, and then Trif is good against anyone, any top player in Europe, just because that's the only matchup he has to play against. Um, But it's really cool because we all play so differently, and uh, our play styles are extremely diverse.
0: Do you think that used to, like, that's definitely the case now. Do you think that maybe a couple years ago that wasn't the case, and maybe a couple years ago it was more like the thing you said about Armada? Um, because I feel like as time has gone on, maybe it's just that you guys got better, and therefore by getting better, it you kind of see it more there's there's more examples of you guys getting to do your your respective things, but maybe it was the case a couple of years ago that people tried to emulate our model a little more. What do you think?
2: maybe I know that Kazu and Triff admit that like they tried to cop our copy armada our like play by play um mm. but like when I think of polish, and I know they don't like when I make this comparison, but I think sure. they play like Blade-wise, just, like, much better. Um, Like, a completely different branch of Peach, just much better. I don't think that Armada's Peach was the only playstyle that worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there were many other things you could have done. We just didn't see it that that much. Right. Um, But now that, like, all those other branches are getting explored more, they're getting optimized, I think it's totally fair to say that there are many styles of Peach that work. Um, And if anything, a combination of all of them Will be the
1: playstyle of the best Peach. Yeah, Makes I mean, sense. I remember, I remember when Armada first said he was going to start switching off Peach for matchups. There was a great despair across the Peach land. There was a <laughs> famine, and 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 the the crick and the grasshoppers. Everything broke out. It was very the, tough the time the to be a Peach. The locusts. The locusts. Think yes, locusts? <laughs> yes. I was yeah. thinking locusts. Apologies. The Apologies. To the grasshoppers did nothing wrong. Apologies. To grasshoppers <laughs> yeah. Listening. Um, but yeah, it was it was a tough time, and so I kind of think almost. You know, the the absence of Armada almost kind of seems like it there was no more of that overarching shadow, and people had to kind of find their own way mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and it's very interesting to kind of think about are there cases like that that might even come out now? And I think it's a little different in Peach's case because Armada was such a prominent figure, yeah, and it was like this is the way or in everything. And but you know, um, it's something worth thinking about that it's almost like it, it took Armada going for maybe some other Peaches to come out, and maybe it would have happened anyway. Right. Uh, I'm not really sure. I know that uh, when I think it was slapdashing, I think Leffen started talking about it several years ago and Armada was like, that's not going to do anything.
2: I, mean, right. I probably it's, didn't know. Uh, it's beaches. huge now, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. I, I think a big part of the reason why we have to like surpass Armada is because we don't know what Armada would do to deal with the current options that people do. Mm-hmm. Like Something that literally every fox does these days is shine out a shield against Peaches' float cancel aerials if they're bad. Yeah. And... We don't know what Armada would have done because I remember just happened. Yeah,
0: I remember there was a friendly or something at probably at a summit where I was playing Armada and I shined his fair out of shield and, you know, I wave shined him and up smashed him. And he said, he like sighed deeply and he's like, you're doing that now too? And I was like, <laughs> sorry, Armada. It <Yeah. laughs> was like, he was like, I think, I think he had this thought that was like, okay, if even the commentators are doing this, like my life is going to be really difficult. right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, and I remember even, uh, towards the end, I remember there was a set where, where he, where Ramon had to try for some reason, he had to try to go peach against Leffen and Leffen ended the set with a wave of shine out of shield and up smash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that yeah. was like a
2: smash and splash or something. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah.
0: So that, yeah, that's a, that's a good example. Um, Ugh, I don't know. How do you deal with it? I guess you just space around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, right? if you are really
2: positive on shield, like if your aerial is... The upper enough, thing. The upper thing. Yeah. So, like, upper is good against it. If you do specific nerves um, that are positive enough, then you can deal with it.
0: Because, um, mm-hmm. like, you can't, even, you can't even get off the ground to do the shine as the fox, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you can
2: you can cool. catch them mid-jump squat. Um... Yeah, it's tough because a lot of the time, like her aerials, you're trying to swat Fox jumping, or like mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to do like a forwarder that covers part of the air space. And if you cover that, but it ends up hitting their shield, it's not that great on shield, just because you hit high and they don't have as much uh, shield stun before you can act. And so, like mm-hmm. those high forwarders will lose to the Shyvana shield. And so you mm-hmm. you have to pick your battle. It isn't like every flow cancel forwarder is just plus four on shield. Uh, there's like these tiny distinctions and tiny yeah. reasons to do different things, and you just have to be ready for it and space your foray as well, or just pick better options.
1: Well, uh, speaking of picking your battles, there's really a question that I have to ask you today that I've, I've, I've talked to some other people about, and I think it comes back to you. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is one I've, I've got to hear about this. This Yoshi is a better Peach thing. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'll am i tell you right now, I'll be straight up, I'm not on board. I'd be surprised if by the end of this conversation I'm on board, but I want to hear about <laughs> it. Did you come up with it? And if so, what's going on, man?
2: Yeah, so uh, I do think that, like, within Melee, there's kind of, like, evolutions of characters. Like, I think that Speak and Falcon are, like, in the same evolution branch. Um, I think that, like, Peach is a better version of Ganondorf, um, and that Yoshi uh-huh. is the final evolution. I think they all kind of have that, like, you know, really? I want to come down on you with, like, a huge hitbox from, from like, out of nowhere. I want to just, from out of nowhere, just come down on you with this gigantic hitbox and, you know, make you cower uh, in fear. And uh-huh. they also, Peach and Yoshi, are extremely counter-hit and trade-heavy. Yes. And, like, I wish that I could, you know, parry. Like, anytime you see me power shield as Peach, imagine if that's a Yoshi parry. Anytime you see me crouch cancel, imagine that's a Yoshi or Crouch Cancel. I think like, or any and anytime you hit Peach in the air and she counter hits you, imagine if Yoshi literally does an aerial crouch cancel with a double jump cancel armor. The double jump armor. Like I think so much of what Peach represents, Yoshi just does it better. Like he's his kit is literally defined by counter hits and outplaying the opponent. Like we talked about earlier, how I very much want that like counterplay heavy style with Peach. Yoshi is literally built for that, and I think it's a lot harder to navigate the character. But he can actually contest the stage a lot better than Peach can, and force like the counterplay mix-ups to happen. And, like to uh, he can he can force those mix-up uh, while approaching, if that makes sense. Because um, Peach kind of has to like wait for the opponent to come to you, but Yoshi can literally position himself right next to you, and then begin a counter sequence. So I think, like, concept-wise, they are very similar. Yoshi just does it better. So I think as time goes on, Peach gets worse, but Yoshi gets better.
1: Man, I wish I wish we this was a different kind of podcast so I could really have it out with you about this. Because, um, <laughs> boy, do I want to. But, um, so let me where do i even go from here i mean so you're saying uh, Toph, do you have do you have a thing you want to add on to this i'm i'm trying I've, to think um, where i want I think, to go i think i broke PP. yeah yeah yeah
0: uh interesting i think that there are things... i've played a lot of yoshi uh, not as oh, yoshi, i remember my question a lot of yoshi okay um yeah, i, I kind of see yoshi? it but i think that i think my thing is that How do I word this? Um, I think Yoshi is better than both Peach and Ganon at certain things. Like the mobility, for example. I think that Yoshi can come in and do those big moves from angles that the others can't. Um, And Yoshi has things that you really have to respect, um, uh, for sure. But at the same time, I also don't think Yoshi is as good at doing the big moves as Peach is. So I almost feel like Ganon... I feel like it's more like you have Ganon, if anything... It's more like instead of it being a linear evolution from one to two to three, like Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, yep. I feel like it's more like Ganon is the little baby, and if you give Ganon the Peach Stone, oh, I see Princess Stone, it turns into Peach, and if you give him the oh, Dinosaur Stone, okay, I could see that turns into Yoshi. The
3: other thing I'm
0: thinking um, of—that's me replace... meeting
2: you in the middle, by the sure. way—and I, I strongly uh... <laughs> disagree that Yoshi is better. <laughs> okay, you ever see like Pokemon Stadium? where you can, like, select your the team. The game, yes. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. I knew you meant the game. game. Where, like, the baby Pokemon have moves like Fire Blast and Explosion. and then, Yay, the, and then the adults have,
0: like, like Confusion.
2: Ember, but, like, Wheel gun. or whatever. Yeah, like that kind of yep. stuff. That's what it uh, kind of feels like. Where, like, Yoshi is the final evolution who has the best stats, but the worst moves. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I could, I could get... Behind that, I get behind like, that. that you know, necessarily
2: make him better then, right. That would just. Be, necessarily. It would just be different. It'd be different, but I think like if you know, you have the tools to reach. Sorry, if you can see my cat. You have All the I tools can. to uh, to completely uh, like outplay your opponent. Like the skill ceiling is much higher with Yoshi. You have the tools available. It's just a lot harder because um, mm. with Peach, like you know, you have these things like dash attack and down smash, which they're very good but it's hard to outplay the opponent with them. But when it comes to things like parries, double jump cancels, super armor, um, you very much have the tools necessary to just outplay your opponent. It's just a lot harder, and um, you don't get as much off of it, but you can do a lot more. Like You win a lot more neutral interactions, which is why I think like as time goes on, um, as things like dash stack and down smash get worse, and as we rely more on those tiny neutral wins,
1: I think Yoshi will end up surpassing Peach. Man, hmm. oh, God, what do I want to? I, this I feel like this could be its own podcast episode. This is this is <laughs> yeah. such, it's an interesting topic and it's one I want to talk a lot about. But I, again, I'll just I'll just leave with this. If you feel that way and you feel the skills transfer well enough, why not become a Yoshi main? Sounds oh, like you should. Sounds to, like you should yeah. get
0: lot on your stream, by the way, PP. I, <laughs> oh yeah, I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I really want you, guys, to talk you should about definitely this. definitely do a follow up at some point. But yeah, yeah.
2: It, if I could transfer all my Peach skill to a different character, it'd be Yoshi easily, and I'd just be the wow. best player in the world. Yeah, like if I mained Yoshi, not like I would,
1: You wouldn't go like Fox or no? Or oh like you no, go Yoshi. No, because
2: I.
3: It like, doesn't Yoshi, translate as well, right?
2: Doesn't translate. Yoshi represents how I want to play this game, and I would just mm. be the best player. Do you think if you're
1: your results (laughs) this is a funny question it's like armada gets challenged by like puff fox He's like i gotta go fox Uh do you think like if your your results get challenged more do you think oh man might be start it might have to you know take out the yosh what are you thinking
2: if i had infinite time for sure
1: yeah so between the music and surgery you're just like i'm just gonna have to stick out peach no matter what
2: probably because yoshi like i said is I think, I think Yoshi's no, no. the hardest character in the game, like mm. by far. Um, I wish I could master Yoshi in a day. If I could, I would, and just main Yoshi and call it a day. Um, I just don't think I have the time to make the switch. Um, so, you know, you could argue like, am I investing in my long-term success by not spending every second I can uh, playing Yoshi? Probably, um, but you know, I, I'm my mind might change based on how far I can push Peach. Also. In a mm-hmm. sense. A lot of things that I've been doing in the past few months are very or different from anything weekend. we've seen. Or in the past weekend. Yeah, exactly. Cause honestly, I'm more excited to play now than I have been in a while since mm-hmm. I have a new like tool. And I love oh, when I have a new tool to play around with because there's so much you can do with it. And
3: right.
2: so maybe, you know, maybe after this year I will change my mind that Yoshi is better that Peach is better than Yoshi. Um so it's
0: i have a time, a bold we'll and daring hot take for you that peach is better than yoshi and i
3: <laughs> i think
0: that <laughs> if it's assurance uh i think that your effort going into peach is going to pay off more than uh, putting time into Yoshi, but I understand that, yeah, that's a challenging thing to say, you know. Yeah. You're I a real admit, heretic, um,
1: You're a real heretic, Yeah, you know yeah
2: right, right, <laughs> so, you know. I think that Yoshi, so if you only play on Yoshi's story and Battlefield, I think Yoshi's the best character in the game. Huh? Yeah, okay. what? Yoshi's and, quite good on those stages, I, oh I will say. Yeah, Holy Yeah, this guy, yeah, I think this guy's yoshi Holding Yoshi back is the bad stages. Right. FD, Mm -hmm. stadium, kind of fountain, Mm -hmm. kind of dreamland. Yeah. And so ideally I dual main only playing Yoshi on battlefield and Yoshi's and playing peach everywhere else. That's my, uh, if i'm still playing this game in 20 years that's what i'll be doing. i need, <laughs> i
1: now need two podcasts to go over all this with blood yeah oh my goodness i'm losing my marbles over here this is i mean these are very interesting things but they would take a lot of time to tease out the specifics oh for sure um, and like we,
2: i'm not a yoshi expert by any means so i could be totally off but just based on like how i want this game to be played how i want yoshi to be played and what i think you can do with that kind of style i think yoshi is super underrated Man,
0: uh, Last question for me, Laud, uh, before we cut this one off. Who's the better Yoshi, you or your brother?
2: Oh, me by far. And you'll admit that. Okay. Okay. I only have two characters that are better than Rishis, and that is Peach yeah, obviously and Obviously your
0: main. Okay. Yeah. And, like, and, and you're second
2: main. Maybe Sheik, just because, you know, I've been Sheik for like 10 years, and people mm. admits that is one of his worst characters. Everyone else, every other character he thinks is better than me. But yeah, I definitely claim Yoshi and Peach. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, fair enough. Oh, man, boy, what a topic. Uh, I have to. We've got to transition away from here. Um, so I'm just going to hard cut into community voice. Uh, Lod, let's give a question for the YouTube comments to respond to. What is something that only you could ask them? What is something that you really want answered here in the YouTube comment section of this video?
2: So I want to know if two melee players did the hmm. Dragon Ball Z fusion dance to Aha. create the ultimate smasher. What would those two players be? And what would their fusion name be? Amsa and, and Laud. <laughs> Lamsa.
3: Lamsa. So
1: immediate. I love that.
3: Llama. Llama. Llama.
0: Nice. Ugh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, that's a great <laughs> question. This is something that gets talked about a lot within the context of one character. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, Wizzy's tech chasing with you know nuns, whatever craziness, but yeah, I think it's also, I think it's if anything, under discussed across characters, and that's yeah, I mean, I think, think if, you could characters. Make,
1: if you could make a Fox Marth dual yeah. main, I think that's going to be crazy too, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good question, Laud. Thank you um, and, for that and one. Lod I'm gonna spent, spend some time thinking
1: about it myself. Laud spent time thinking about it too. We were talking about it beforehand how he mm-hmm. combining names, um. I've, what would give me an example of one of the team yeah. names something you came up with.
2: Hungry slocks? Oh, that was the one? one. Hungry yeah, and then, okay. and then also Plot fiction is another favorite. Plub fiction's great. Okay. Oh, hello.
0: Plub fiction is a that's a classic. People Club love it. I love play. that one. Yeah. And they make the jokes in the YouTube comments every time and it never gets old yep, yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so awesome. hey, um I, so it's been wonderful. The discussion's been awesome. A lot of great insight. A lot of hot takes, I'll say it. <laughs> uh, but hey, I mean, you know, a lot of, lot of great, a lot of great wisdom and and great things revealed here. So I think it's been awesome to have you on, Laud. Thank you so Definitely. much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it was great chatting with you guys. Awesome. Yeah. thank you so much for holding it down, as always, Toph. And thank of you, course. people out there, for calling in, for watching, for listening. Uh, Radio Melee is going to be on a bit of a hiatus. We will be That's back at end of June. But stick around, watch the VODs, get your community voice answers in, and we'll see you then. Thank you so much for watching. This is Radio Melee, signing out.
3: Signing out.